Welcome to News Kids. I'm Rose. And I'm Zara. And together we're presenting this weekly podcast about what's going on in our world today. Each week we cover top stories across world news, politics, science, technology, entertainment and arts. Hi, it's Rose here. This week we are talking about the origin of Father's Day, the 40th anniversary of the Falklands War, Amazon's new plan to make deliveries by drone, and lastly, how sad and upsetting news stories are putting people off the news. Hi, it's Rose here. Did you know this Sunday is Father's Day? In the United Kingdom and the United States, Father's Day is held on the third Sunday of June, and so it takes place on Sunday the 19th of June this year. It is a day to celebrate fathers and father-like figures, like carers or grandfathers. Although Mother's Day has been celebrated for hundreds of years, Father's Day is a little more recent. So, how did it come about? The day probably originated in the US, and there are several stories of how it started. The most popular and likely account is that it started with a woman called Sonora Louise Smart in Washington. After her mother died in childbirth with her sixth child, her dad brought up the family. In 1909, Sonora heard a speech in church about Mother's Day and thought dad should also be celebrated. Several local clergymen accepted the idea and it's believed that 19th June 1910 was the first unofficial Father's Day. In 1966, US President Lyndon B. Johnson decided the third Sunday in June should be Father's Day. Six years later, President Richard Nixon signed it into law. Around the world, countries have had lots of different traditions around Father's Day. In Thailand, fathers and grandfathers used to be given a can of flour and it is traditional to wear yellow. In France, it is traditional to give red roses to your father. Whilst in Nepal, children often give sweets as presents. In Germany, however, instead of spending time with their children, fathers often go up in groups with friends or for a day out or a hiking trip. So what will you be doing on Father's Day? Whatever it is, I hope you have a really special and fun day. Hello, this is Zara. This week, it was the 40th anniversary of the Falklands War and commemorative events were held across the south of England to mark the occasion. The Falkland Islands are a group of islands in the South Atlantic Ocean and they are a British overseas territory. This means that the Queen is the head of state and the UK government takes responsibility for its defence and its people. The Falkland Islands are geographically very far away from the UK, but they have been under British rule since 1833. British rule over the islands has long been disputed by Argentina. Argentina believes that the Falkland Islands belong to it, claiming that it had inherited the islands from Spain in the 1800s. Forty years ago, on the 2nd of April 1982, Argentinian forces invaded the Falklands and took over control of its government buildings, captured the surprise British forces on the islands and flew the Argentinian flag in the capital, which is called Stanley. The Argentinians believed at the time that Britain would not fight back to regain control of the Falklands. However, they were proved wrong. The British Prime Minister at the time was Margaret Thatcher, and she announced that a task force of more than 100 Royal Navy ships would be sent to regain control of the Falkland Islands. There followed a difficult war with casualties on both sides. An important Argentinian ship was sunk outside the war zone by a British submarine 
and the Argentinians then concentrated most of their strength on their air force. Quite a few British ships were sunk after being badly damaged by a bomb or Argentinian firepower. However, on the 21st of May 1982, which was six weeks after the start of the invasion, British forces landed on the islands and there followed several battles. Eventually, British forces freed the island's capital, Stanley, and the fighting came to an end on the 14th of June 1982, with Argentinian forces surrendering and the Union flag being raised above the government buildings. The British fleet returned home to a hero's welcome. So what is the situation like today? Well, Britain and Argentina are on better terms than back then, but there are still tensions about the sovereignty of the Falkland Islands. In 2013, there was a vote where the islands could decide what to do about their future, and the results showed 1,513 votes in favour of the Falklands remaining a British overseas territory and three votes against it. So, the Royal Navy still defends the islands and maintains a military base there. Hi, it's Laurie here. I have another drone story this week. Do you remember the one I did a few weeks ago about the new drone selfie? A flying camera that you could use to take selfie pictures. That was crazy. Well, this latest story is equally crazy. Amazon have said that they are going to start delivering parcels to shoppers by drone for the first time later this year. The shopping giant has promised drone delivery for years but has faced delays and reported setbacks. In 2013, former boss and founder Jeff Bezos promised to follow the skies with a fleet of delivery drones within five years. In December 2016, the company ran an apparently successful trial in Cambridge, UK. A package was delivered by drone in 13 minutes. And in 2019, Amazon said it would be delivering by drone to customers within months. Now, it said it is waiting for final regulatory approval to get started with real-life flying deliveries. Users in the Californian town of Lockford will be able to sign up to have thousands of goods delivered by air to their homes, Amazon said in a statement. Amazon said the drones will be programmed to drop parcels in the backyards of customers in the Californian town, which has a population of about 4,000 people. They will be able to fly beyond a line of sight, meaning they don't have to be controlled by a visual observer and instead use sensors to avoid other aircraft, people, pets and obstacles. The aim is to get packages to customers safely in less than an hour. Well, it sounds very interesting, but I really hope no one orders anything made from China or glass or any electronics like iPads, laptops or TVs. Otherwise, the customers may not appreciate having their items dropped into their gardens. Hello, this is Isa. This week, the Reuters Institute published a digital news report which suggests that about 4 in 10 people now say that they often or sometimes avoid the news and that 36% of people found that the news affected their mood. More than 93,000 people in 46 countries took part in the Reuters Institute survey. The Institute found that 
The number of people avoiding the news in the past five years doubled in the UK and Brazil. Less than half of the sample of people surveyed said that they were very or extremely interested in the news, compared with 67% in 2015. Issues like the COVID-19 pandemic are thought to have led to the increases in people avoiding the news and a lot of people also said that they were put off by repetitive news coverage of COVID-19 and politics. Although 29% of those surveyed also thought that the news was untrustworthy or biased, trust in the news was actually higher than it was before the pandemic. The survey also found that younger people had a weaker connection with news brands and are accessing the news more and more via platforms like TikTok, where entertainment and social influences play a bigger role. I'm not surprised by this report. I enjoy news stories and I know that all news cannot be always happy news. But I do think that having a global pandemic followed by a war in Ukraine means that sometimes it's easier to avoid reading or hearing the news. I hope you enjoyed our show and thank you for listening.